0: October 17, 2018. It's a lot from Pedro Show. Oh, yeah.
1: And the woman in your life at that time Was hanging on the line As doctors looked you over A seasoned veteran In the theater of life Couldn't help but second guess you As I sat by your side
2: And I regret it now
1: space between and the line that makes every mile seem shorter to be the only gleam in the eye of some beautiful beholder am I to you just a way to pass the time A means to rectify The twiddling of thumbs The restlessness of limbs Didn't keep you up at night But something else always did Something always did
0: What's for Pedro? Show happy Wednesday, brother Matt. Unavailable. He's going on another trip. Can you believe, brother Matt, the journey in typing is a uh, retirement mode? Not retired from traveling. So I think he ain't going to be back from a week of Friday. So we're planning on <laughs> getting back that way. Uh, we start off the show with Green Sleeves. Old Standard, John Coltrane, 1961, Village Gate. And then a song from uh, today's guest because of those geniuses in Estonia that created the Skype software. I got with me from uh, Charleston, South Carolina, Dylan Dickerson. Welcome aboard, Dylan.
3: Hey, Watt. Thanks for having me, man. We
0: he heard your song, Season Veteran. Uh, Dylan, what's your... Uh, earliest
3: music memory oh man uh i think the earliest music memory i can think of my dad used to always have an old cheap keyboard around and uh before i ever really knew how to play anything proper i would love to just kind of bang around on the keys on that and make noise uh to just whatever music was playing in the house um
0: that's about as early as i can did he remember have this, did he have this keyboard in the living room or something
3: Yep, exactly. It was in the okay. corner of the living room uh, right next to either a radio or whatever we had. He was playing music out of, and he'd, that's about all the jamming he'd really do. He would just play along to records that he liked. He never played with anybody, which I always thought was surprising because he's pretty talented, but he just plays along to records at home. That's his thing.
0: Okay, so your earliest memory of music was playing
3: on his, it was kind of his hobby. Pretty much, yeah. Did he write songs? Not that I know no. well. I asked him if he ever he had any hands to- when he was younger, but he never did.
0: No, he's like jamming along to the music he's hearing, like like he was in the band.
3: Exactly, yeah. yeah. If, like he's uh, Elton John playing Saturday Night's All Right or sure. whatever it was.
0: <laughs> sure, sure. Oh, so it was like, uh, yeah, it could have a bunch of different sounds, like an organ or a piano or...
3: Oh, yeah. yeah like I think Catholic. Oregon's kind of what he leans towards. He okay. definitely well, likes said, to just kind of like hang out on the high end. You said Saturday
0: night it's all right for fighting, and I remember that having a big piano part.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, just kind of that driving piano.
0: Kind of Jerry Lee, yeah, uh, Little Richard 50s mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think it was a tribute yeah. to those days because the the words kind of point to that. And fighting. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. So, did your pop encourage you to fucking play this thing? And what about, like, lessons or something?
3: He definitely encouraged me to play. He uh, he had kind of a stern, dead occasional, or at least when he was a teenager. Like, they kind of butted heads sometimes, especially about his, like, hippie interest. And uh, so whenever I was going through the same, you know, teenage years and all, he always told me to grow my hair out and keep writing songs. So... I don't have long hair, but I'm still writing songs.
0: But uh, did he want you to just play keep? No. So you ended up playing guitar.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, well, I don't tell me about that.
0: that. So when, really... you got, when you're young and you got that keyboard there and you're like banging on it, he doesn't like say, hey, I'm going to find, you know, like some people, they got a piano in the living room. Hey, we're going to give you piano lessons.
3: Right, yeah. He, I do remember at one point him taking me To get guitar lessons he never pushed piano on me i just originally my first instrument that i actually picked up you know with the intention of like trying to learn it was a bass because my older brother eli he's 11 years older than me and he played bass so whenever i was a kid he'd always have bands over already so i started on bass and then just i think i just moved to guitar out of necessity because the guys i was playing with maybe there was a bass player already something Never really felt like I was choosing it. Just felt like it needed to be filled. But then I only went to lessons for like a week. And I think I tried to get him to teach me Mars Volta or something. that was just crazy out of reach for both the instructor and myself. And that was the end. The
0: the bass player won. He's quite a great, good player. Uh, So there was a bass in the pad, but it was in your brother's room.
3: Yep, yep, a cheap Radio Shack bass at first, and then Radio Shack. probably something nicer.
0: I didn't know Ra- Radio Shack made basses. All right. Oh you know, yeah, I didn't Back know in the we, day. Had, we had a couple Radio Shacks in Pedro here. they there, it's all closed now. But I didn't know they had bass guitars. Wow. I wonder if they had somebody yeah. else make them for them. You
3: uh, know, because I Sears, wouldn't be surprised. If talk about a, a, a store cheap, going cheap out of uh, uh,
0: business, Sears yesterday bankruptcy and i think they used to have uh dan electro make them guitars and they called the line Silvertoe. and i think monkey ward had something with airline or uh national or something like that what, what what about school did you take a uh, class music like uh chorus or choir or the marching yep. band or shit like this
3: well me and uh me and the drummer in the band, we both grew up in the same town. Uh, we've been playing music together since like tenth grade, probably, but uh we we were in middle school together and had band class, but for some reason, there was no teacher, so I was in the class for about a month with no instrument and no teacher. And my mom pulled me out just because she wanted me in like a class with a teacher. That was the end of my formal training. The rest of it's just been figuring it out on my own, sometimes the hard way. I'm sure I play some things in ways that there's some easier technique for, but I kind of appreciate it. What were they doing there? Uh, you, know, you would go to class, there's no teachers, so what, everybody's just jamming? or No, there's no instruments. So we were just okay. sitting and goofing off from what I remember. Nothing. So no, no music, there's zero music. Yeah, zero music.
0: That's so strange.
3: Then why'd they call it a music class? I think that's just South Carolina public schools for you, man.
0: (laughs) Well, hey, over here, you know, that's why Flea started uh, the Silver Lake Conservatory of Music, because they had gotten rid of their music program at Fairfax High. When he went back there, he told me it didn't exist. And he was like, what? This is where I played trumpet. So maybe South Carolina ain't that behind. <laughs> okay. yeah. At least they still get the program, they just don't do anything. Yeah, right. you just got to get a teacher, what, what about, yeah, what about um, uh, other stuff, like uh, influencers? Like, what was the first record you bought?
3: Oh, man, the first record I bought, I wouldn't necessarily call it an influence at all these days, but I think the first like three records that I purchased were Aerosmith CDs from like, a Walmart in town, which is... All
0: right. What about the first gig? What was the first gig you went and saw?
3: Oh, at the Ohio uh, Galpolis State Fair or County Fair, I saw, who was it, 38 Special when I was really little. Uh, And then I think the next gig would have been one of my brother's gigs. I think I went to a house show or something he played when I was still in elementary school. Sure. So...
0: Uh, and I'm always curious about that stuff because that's your first uh, experience with a live thing and you ended up playing in a band. In fact, we're going to listen to it now. Priscilla from uh, Dear Blanca. Uh, Blanca, I should say. Huh? <laughs>
2: Thank you.
1: Give up
0: show, That was Priscilla, dear Blanca. Ha! Blanca, we were just talking about. It's not Blanca people. It's 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 Glenn Branca, but not Branca. <laughs> and you know who is you know, I did the symphony number no. thirteen when it was played here in Disney Music Place in uh, downtown LA and uh uh I asked him is because I heard this rumor <laughs> About his favorite band. You know who Glenn Branca's favorite band is? You know, the guy who kind of, with Reese Chatham, influenced Sonic Youth for that kind of sound, you know? Yeah, favorite, I know who was it? His favorite band was Aerosmith. Wow. Shows to go. Guess you we got
3: something in we, common We, we, with we me in my we childhood heard,
0: days. We heard uh, Priscilla Der Blanca. Blanca <laughs> fuck. Keep saying that. M.B. Jones out of Massachusetts go, uh, Googly Eyes. I think he recorded that in Pusan in Korea. Uh, There's No God Where I Am from Alex Young, David Morhanha and Gabriel Farandini, Portuguese guys that uh, Alex is playing with these days. King Champion Sounds has a new album out of Holland with Clouds of Money, and then Boulders from Dear Blanca. Uh, So yeah, these Dear Blanca guys, the drummer man that you had a music class where you didn't do music. How'd this band get
3: together? Oh man, I think, well, we started playing together in a different group in high school. The two of us and a friend of ours named JB. Um, You met him in junior high, right? Yeah, we met in junior, well, actually, I think I met him when I was nine, so.
0: Well, in elementary class.
3: school, but we started... Yeah, what was that class? stupid yeah, class?
0: Yeah. And what was the yeah, name of that school? We should now know the name of that school.
3: Georgetown Middle School in okay. Georgetown, South Carolina.
0: Yeah, okay. So this is where... We'll be careful, people, if you send your kids there and think they're going to be taking a music class. It's kind of more like a babysitting <laughs> yeah. class okay so so you meet him when you're nine actually in grade school but you guys don't start playing until
3: probably high school 10th grade is when we started playing together um okay now how'd that happen i think my friend uh jb who who who's the third member of that project the two of us were playing as a two-piece and we were just kind of making do switching off on drums but neither one of us are really drummers by trade so we uh we just recruited Mark. We could tell he he was in his early days of kind of getting behind the kit and getting excited about it and he was already so good, so we just recruited him. Whose and drums, and Mark has been playing music ever using? since.
0: If you and J B weren't drummers,
3: what, where was this at your pad or his pad? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, generally we practiced in my bedroom at the time, which was directly above my parents who put up with all the racket.
0: Yeah, where did this drum set come from?
3: Uh, a different brother of mine had the kit, so okay, my okay. A brother...
0: I didn't know, you have to tell me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I got, I got a big you family. You got a lot of music there. from
0: your family, okay, that's great. You're just the yeah. last in line. <laughs> okay, so yeah, yeah, it I'm was cool because the they last got the fucking film. bass for you, they got the fucking drums. That's pretty... Yeah, the gear me. was
3: there, you had to start making some noise on it. Yeah,
0: right. So you bring the drum set in there and you take turns with JB, but it ain't happening, so you get your other buddy, the young guy that you met earlier. And, uh, this ain't, uh, dear,
3: um, a Blanca. So what's it called? This group was called old canoe. Old um, Canoe.
0: it sounds like a teenager. Yeah.
3: Band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. I think we were inspired by like, a just, we were, there's nothing to do in Georgetown. There's no, no venues, nothing. So we spent all of our time in a canoe. So we just didn't know what else to do with the name of band after it, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, Mark and I went off to college together, and JB was up here too, but then that band dissolved, and I spent about, like, six months writing a new batch of songs, and as soon as they were ready, I pulled in Mark, who's the drummer, and... uh. So Dead Canoe, just, and, I
0: mean Old Canoe, you guys started writing songs, even in your first band.
3: Yeah, that was actually probably my second band. I think the first band was summer of eighth grade, and we were... You know, we barely knew how to play our instruments, but we were gigging and getting out there.
0: Who 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 was in this band?
3: JB was uh the front man okay, of that band. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and then there were two or three other guys. Uh, some they've all moved to different parts of either the state or just sure. the Okay, East so coast, it's the your point. second
0: band because I wanted to ask you about your first gig in front of people. What was that? A
3: house party, a backyard, a kegger? I think it was a friend's birthday party. Okay. Um, in their garage with that first band they were kind of like to be honest i would say that first band which was i mean if you thought old canoe sounded like a a young band's name this band was called <laughs> comrades with cyanide which is as telling of our age as possible but uh, we we were just i mean i barely knew how to string a guitar but i was just a huge fan of like 70s and just kind of punky stuff from that era, specifically like the Stooges and uh, things of that nature. So I, we were just kind of trying to do our best to be inspired by that kind of sound and do our own thing. But we uh, were writing course, the
0: originals, though, in this band.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, we didn't have a ton. We probably had like six original songs, and then we played a Johnny Thunders tune sometimes and a handful of other, maybe a Dead Boys song or something like that. Uh-huh. So did it go over good? Was it
0: scary? I mean, what was
3: the gig like? Well, the first gig was, like I said, at a friend's birthday. So that was, I mean, it was lots of familiar faces. I think the next gig was a venue up in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. It's been closed for years called The Social. And it was just kind of a dive bar. And we, I mean, it was just crazy. At that point, we had to get dropped off by our parents at the gigs because, I think JB was the only one with a license at the time, and he could, maybe he couldn't fit all the gear in his car. But uh, our parents would drop us off. It was a pretty rough part of town. They'd want us to, like, not get too far from the venue and wander off. Yeah, you're underage, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would have been uh, 14, maybe, or something like that. And you're playing a bar. Yeah, I know. It's kind of strange.
0: That's all right. Some states, they let you do that. You got to, like, usually wait in the kitchen or something. You, can't, you can only be on stage
3: yeah i don't remember okay so so these two
0: bands uh this is through high school shit how does the dear blanket get
3: together uh let's see so (laughs) after that uh second band sort of dissolved we i just had a bunch of songs i was cooking up but wasn't sure what i wanted to do with them so i sort of toured around a little bit uh just not a ton of shows but enough to get my feet wet with it and i was playing as a one-man band just doing like bass drum, and hi-hat and guitar and then as soon as i felt like the songs had kind of taken shape i recruited mark and we went up and recorded our first record just kind of super fast it was a friend recorded the first one for free and he was essentially like the fill-in third member of the band for that and in recent years we've i mean since The second record came out for Dear Blanca. We've become kind of a three-piece with a rotating fourths. Like, there's always been, like, one additional member on every record that kind of changes, but based off of just who's around that we kind of recruit.
0: So the first, were you doing gigs as a one-man
3: band? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were playing, like, drum set and guitar and singing? Yeah, like a bass drum and a hi-hat guitar and vocals, yeah. Just a rudimentary kit, enough to make it. Make it a little bit bigger sounding. Sure, sure.
0: And then a guitar and then singing. Yeah, but then yeah. recording you could overdub and shit, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, I I only recorded one thing in that time period where I was kind of one man banding okay. and it was I played everything, but then I still recruited Mark to play drums on it. So we've I mean he's pretty much been there for all of it.
0: Right, right, right. And then he goes back to nine years old even. Shit. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty bitching. Yeah. I mean, I was 12 when I met D Boone, so, I mean, nine is pretty good.
2: <laughs> yeah, right?
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but then there's been a floating thing with the other cats, yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah, so, yeah. T- t- it's, which has actually kind of been cool because it's just made each record sense, kind of just have a little bit, some sort of pizzazz that wouldn't have been there otherwise, you know? Like, I, well, there's I'm, like I'm a core, been...
0: and then there's like variation on the core each time.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm just, the spirit of collaboration has been there for this project the whole time through. We're pretty open to, we're an open door band is, I guess how I'd put it. (laughs) Where did you, where'd you get the name? Uh, well, Blanca was my grandmother's name and she was a huge, um, she really, really pushed for me to play music. She could tell how much I cared about it. Okay. She would always tell me to get lessons. I didn't really listen to her and just, figured it out on my own, but yeah. I think just having that force to tell me, you know, go for it, that meant a lot to me.
0: Your grandma, th- is this your father's mother? Yep, yep. Okay, okay. So she probably instilled her boy into music, and yeah, you're the grandson. That's a yep, great, yep. great gift that she gave you, dude.
3: Yeah, I, I always really appreciate wow. it, which is why we kind of just wanted the band name to sort of be a testament to that, just because it really... uh made a big influence on me to have somebody who wanted me to pursue it as opposed to, you know, telling me to get a real job or something, you know?
0: Stop it up. Stop it up. Well, your pop was telling you to write songs, too.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess the the whole family was the tradition.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, you know? Uh, So when Dear Blanca uh, went into the studio, so it's kind of the name is tribute to her. Yeah, I understand. When you guys first went into the studio as a band... Where was that? Was that Charleston?
3: Oh, well, you know, it's funny that you say Charleston. I feel like we always get lumped in there because that's sort of our home away from home. We, okay. we play there a good bit, but we're actually from Columbia, South Carolina. Which is in the uh, middle.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know it. Uh, actually, you guys got a USC and so do
3: we. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where uh, But you guys went uh, to we're,
0: we're Trojans and you're
3: Gamecocks. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But, uh Oh man, I lost my train of thought. I guess no. Um, what you're
0: saying is you guys ain't actually a Charleston band. You're uh, Columbia band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what oh, bass yeah. players? You, you know what base 40. players from Columbia, South Carolina. He what ended was that? up in Detroit. Uh, James Jamerson. Really? He's actually. I wouldn't shit you, Dylan. He's actually a Columbia cat.
3: Now that you know he wild. made his name gonna... in
0: Detroit with all that Motown and everything, and ended up in LA. In fact, we don't know where the base is. Right? That. Funk Machine, Fender P-Bass. We don't know where it is. Someone stole it, you know. It's out there somewhere. And uh, only uh, all those, he's like on 200 top 10s or something, like, right? And I think what? he broke one G-string. He broke a, one string, a G-string, and all the other ones were done with the same set of string over those years. Pretty amazing.
3: That's funny, man. Uh, I feel like some people just love the sound of like a dirty, worn-out string. uh It's kind of hard to
0: beat. He kind of invented bass guitar in a way. He came from stand-up, but all of us on bass guitar owe that man big time. Uh, We're at the end of the first hour of the October 17, 2018 edition of the Walk for Pedro show. Special guest, Dylan Dickerson. Hold tight for hour two. October 17, 2018. It's the second hour of The Watt from Pedro's show.
4: songs called She Believes. One, two.
0: Alfred Pedro Show uh, started the second hour off with Joint Effort from Dare Blanca. Then Stoma out of uh, Holland, like uh, what part uh, in the south there, uh, Rotterdam. Fashion model. Incredible band. you got to see Stoma uh, uh, just bass and a guitar, and they go off, man. Bruno, incredible uh, guy on bass. Uh, Pavement, doing a live version, or their kind of version, of Expressway to Your Skull, which is a uh, Sonic Youth. I remember I was in the studio when they were recording that and Thurston had brought over. It was at Martin Beesey's pad, I think. Maybe. Maybe not. I can't remember. (laughs) But I remember Richard Hell being there and I was too scared to say anything. Sat next to him the whole time. And I was too afraid in those days. And then uh, uh, Catty Ness in The Revenge with Sway. Landfill. That's got Bobby Ho on the drums. Mindless Idiot. Pony pranks with clips and finally out of view. Dear Blanca. Blanca. Shit. I'm sorry. Back with Dylan here. Okay,
3: so that first album you actually recorded Columbia. Uh well the first one we recorded in Charlotte. Okay. Um, but that was before the first one with that was the one we were kinda of still a two piece. Um Okay, and people in Charlotte one, uh, the...
0: is actually North <laughs> Carolina.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um we have a friend up there named Bo White who's this just incredible musician. He played in a ton of bands that we all love, um, Okay. like this band Yard Work, and now he plays in a band called Patois Counselors. Um, but he records okay. everything himself for his projects, and uh-huh. he recorded this epic record that's uh, about, like, Spanish culture called Same Deal, New Patrones, that uh, – it's just a ridiculously good sprawling record and we wanted him to that kind of inspired me to get him to record the first one so we kind of piecemealed the record the three of us me the drummer and Bo but then the next record Bo recorded as well but in Columbia and that was when it was more of a full band when we got our bass man Cam and Dane who at the time she was playing like auxiliary percussion and singing background yeah uh, so, yeah, that, so what'd what did buddy do? He, he brought brought his, is, uh, Did he
0: bring his gear down from Charlotte, or did he use yeah, stuff yeah, that's okay. simple
3: setup, up, man? But just okay. he brought down a computer. I think we actually recorded it on Sony Vegas or something. Create like movie editing software, and I'm surprised <laughs> that that record sounds as good as it does. In my opinion, well, well, because, you
0: know, uh, DVD the format is 24 bit, 48 k, so. Yeah, Yeah, the DVD standard is—if it was done in the '90s or later, then yeah, I could understand it having good sound.
3: Yeah, it was that guy. I don't even know what year we would have been making that. Probably like 2014 or something. Yeah, yeah. So
0: it probably was good sound. uh, You know, even though it's video software. Nowadays, you know, I don't know if you listen to God. They got surround sound and shit. It's like whack, whack with the sound now. Oh movies. yeah. Like, I guess it's
3: just uh, it's just funny because of all the times I've recorded, I've, that's the only time I've ever seen. Well, that I know something. a little
0: bit of this because Kay does. Uh, in fact, she got an Oscar last year for that Mad Max movie. She uh, taught herself Pro Tools and got into this shit of doing music for TV and movies, and it's pretty up there. It's uh, it's using Pro Tools. That's what she really? works with.
3: Yeah, Pro Tools is, is kind of convenient. It's pretty user friendly.
0: Yeah, uh, what do you call it? Uh, ubiquitous. Huh? I want to play you Aha. God, when I first saw this title, I thought it was the name of the band.
3: <laughs> That's intentional. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I
0: know, I know. When I heard the song, let's listen. <laughs> The way we first got involved with Ethan James, he's making this compilation called uh, Radio Tokyo Tapes. Huh? And he said, look, you give me a song for my comp, and then I'll let you guys record a song for free. Now, he wasn't that familiar totally with Minutemen, so we put three songs together and said it was one. <laughs> and that ended up being the A-side of Buzz or Howl under the influence of Heat. And then Spot did the B-side, who we'd been previously worked with, uh, Beautiful Man also. And he did live to two tracks. That fucking record only cost fifty dollars. Damn.
3: Yeah, it's it fantastic. It might be. It might be. It's definitely in the running for my favorite of of the Minutemen records.
0: Yeah, I like Double Nickels, but you could see how the band was heading towards that direction with that record. Probably more. Than yeah, it's right. a
3: stepping stone. I for think sure. it's the last one. It it's the I last one that I play with
0: a right. pick all the way through. Because I only use a pick on one song. Shit from a no-notepad and double X. Okay, we, we heard Aha! from Derek Blanca. We're having a big uh, joke about 80s production off-air, uh, listeners. Then uh, Windshield Smasher. The odd Nasdem remix Black Moth Super Rainbow out of Pittsburgh. Mister Tom's coming to town soon. Sally Ford and the, the Sound Outside with I Swear. Flying Calvin. Calvin Newborn, incredible. Guitar man. He's in Florida now. God, in his 80s. Rhythm makes the heart grow stronger. Uh, Sporadic, spontaneous, with can't live. And for some reason, they put an asterisk for the A. And then finally, temporary solution. Uh, Dear Blanca. Temporary solution. Yeah, what's that about?
3: Yeah, I think that song you bring driving. the song, you say it's a collaboration, but you bring the songs to the people, right? Well, it kind of depends. I think that one in particular, I had brought a pretty good skeleton of a song for him to work on. The, the record we're working on now, it's been a little bit of a slow burn getting it together just because we are writing more as a group from the, not completely from scratch. I'll bring like a little musical nugget, but really like purposely not expanding on it a lot on my own so that we can do that together. But uh, Temporary Solution took me a long time to kind of, I think I rewrote the lyrics start to finish three or four times on that song. I just could not figure out what that song was going to be about. And then uh, eventually I was taking a drive somewhere and this dog ran across the road and almost got hit by a car. And while I'm sitting there shocked at like, seeing this dog almost die the dog like looks around and then just takes a shit on the side of the road and moves on and th- that that was the jumping point it just seeing him like kind of stare his own like impermanence down and just have a vowel movement as opposed to overthinking it something about that is so odd and sort of charming because i think it's easy to get kind of bogged down and thinking too much about things and he might have been the scared rest of the song.
0: Dylan, let let, let me relate to you this because you know I I paddle kayak, and sometimes I'm out there, especially cormorant or a heron, heron I should say, herons at Lake (laughs) by Detroit. No heron, Uh, they they're so nervous. If you come up on them and make a noise, they'd like to take dumps. So interesting. Maybe the dude, the dude, the dog. (laughs) Was uh, was freaking out, but you say it's after the event, or maybe it was like fuck. He wasn't even aware that he was almost taken out.
3: Yeah, I, I'm not really. You know, I can't really say it was just a dog on the side of the road. Yeah, yeah. But I think he. But it was symphony for you. On. Yeah, I was startled, and he seemed unfazed. And uh, the rest of the song is not. You know, just the opening line is kind of inspired by that. But the idea of like examining your own impermanence and just kind of not uh, getting bogged down and I mean that record is called I Don't Mean to Dwell which is a, kind of just referencing the fact that I do tend to dwell on things longer than I would like to and uh, it's just kind of a song and like sort of anecdotal observational about those kind of themes
0: so what do you do you, you
3: bring uh, the tune to the
0: guys and you do you explain shit like this or do you
3: just let them kind of interpret through the music? I think we just kind of feel it out together. Sometimes, you know, we, um, uh, you know, we'll play a song for a while and then I'll find out that, you know, they're like, Oh, that's what you've been saying on that. Like once we get like the, the record back or from the, wherever we're recording and yeah. they'll kind of hear it a little clearer than they might in our practice space or whatever. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I think they're just kind of going for leaning into the dynamics and, you know, kind of as far as like the lyrical themes latching onto that after the fact, which I think kind of creates for in- interesting juxtaposition sometimes. Cause maybe if a song is like a little more heavy hearted, but I don't want the the music to have that feel to it sure. and it can create an interesting balance.
0: Right. So uh, yeah, you're like juxtaposing perspectives within the band.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Well, you know, that's why it's called a band. It's actually more than one dude.
3: <laughs> yep, exactly. I never really want to be any sort of, like, dictator. You know, I always want to, like, the, half the joy of doing this in the first place is saying, like, oh, here's an idea I, that I have. What can we do together to make it more interesting? You know, like, I'm never going to tell Mark what to play on drums because he his brain... As a drummer, it's so interesting to me. And he always thinks of something that I think I wouldn't have thought of and that I think is way cooler and more interesting and exciting than what I would have thought of, you know?
0: Yeah, very generous of you, Bill. Look, we're at the end of the second hour. October 17, 2018, Dishwap, Pedro Show. Special guest, Dylan Dickerson. Hold tight for hour three. October 17, 2018, it's the third hour of the for Pedro Show.
5: and give him a little bit of vodka and a cherry coke we're going to oklahoma to the family reunion for the first time in years it's up at uncle slayton's cause he's getting on in years you know he no longer travels but he's still pretty spry It's not much on talking he's just too mean to die and they'll be Coming down from Kansas And from West Arkansas It'll be one great big old party Like you never saw Uncle Slayton's got His Texan pride Back in the thickets With his Asian bride. He's got an Airstream trailer And Holstein cow still makes whiskey, cuz he still knows how he plays it. Chuck Tom bingo every Friday night. You know, he had to leave Texas, but he won't say why. The quarter section up by Lake Euphala caught a great big old blue cat on a drifting jug line, sells hardwood temperature. Shipping milk cooks that crystal meth shine don't sell He that crystal meth shine don't sell You know he likes that money, he don't mind the smell School. Slayton's oldest boy from his second marriage up in Illinois, he's raising East St. Louis by his mama's people where they do things different. Thought he just come on down, he's going to Dallas, Texas. In a semi-truck car from that big McDonald's. You know the one is built up on that great big old. Across the Will Rogers Turnpike, took the big cabin exit, stopped bought a carton of cigarettes at that Indian smoke shop with the big neon smoke rings. And the Cherokee Nation hit the late that night. Somebody ran a stoplight at the Shawnee Bypass. Roscoe tried to miss him, but he didn't quite. It may come up from some little town way down by Lake Texoma, where he coaches football. They to two great champions now for two years running, but he says they won't be this year. No, they won't be this year. And he stopped off in Tushka at that pop knife and gun place, brought a SKS rifle and a Couple full cases of that steel core ammo with the bird primers from some East block nation that no longer needs them. Desert Eagle, that's one great big old pistol. i need mean, 50 caliber, baby, badass as she Surplus tracers for that old BAR As soon as it gets dark, we're gonna have us a time. We're gonna. Yeah, Ruth and Lynn come down From Baxter Springs And that's one hell-raising town Way up in southeastern Kansas Got a biker bar Next to the Lingerie store That's got the Rolling stones lips up there And bright pink and neon And they're right downtown Where everyone can see them And they burn, night, you know they burn all night, you know They burn all night, you know They burn all night I guess you're mostly Baptists out there,
2: huh?
5: Got a few Methodists in the back dancing need the Methodist down front on this one here, actually. Because this song goes out to First United Crystal Methodist around Oklahoma. You know. And we're just now getting to the good part. And the good part's better if you're moving when it happens. Isn't it? Thin and then they wear cut-off britches And their skinny little halters And their second cousins to me Man, I don't care, I want to get between them With a great big old heart on Like a old boat archivispo She could hang a pipe rail gate from these Sister Twisters to the cows come home And will they have an instant time? It's Uncle Slayton's got his Texas and pride Back in the thickets with his Asian bride He's cut that corner pasture into acre lots He sells them owner finance Strictly to them it's got no kind of credit Cause he knows they're slackers And he'll miss that payment Then he takes it back He plays that Choctaw bingo Every Friday night he drinks his Johnny Walker at uh, Club 69, we're going to strap them kids in, give them a little bit of Benadryl and a cherry Coke, we're going to Oklahoma, we're going to have a time have a time Jesse.
6: Just to what you did during supper. Together I am a kite, flying in the summer breeze, watching flowers. They fall asleep. Turn off the policeman's eyes at three.
0: Peter Show, start off the third hour with Some Hearts Never Heal from Dear Blanca. And then uh, James McMurdy with Choctaw Bingo Live. Uh, it's a live record. Hard Girls, they're Orange County. Sign of the Doom, no, <laughs> no girls in the band, by the way. <laughs> That's how hard they are. <laughs> uh, Juan McLean, I think they're out of maybe Providence. Yeah, what was that band? I uh, played with uh with the 6. They had all, they had synthesizers. One of the guys is from that band. Satellite 6 or something. Maybe in the 90s. Remember there was a big thing out of Providence like a uh, Lightning Bolt came out of that see. Oh, man, uh, Lightning Bolt. Yeah, I but, the, that but this this oh. 6 sat- six-finger satellite, that's what they were called. <laughs> Strange name. Oh. Yeah, and this cat, one of those cats is in the Juan McLean now. And then finally, Daniel Kwan with Deja Vu. Uh, we're talking about Dear uh, Blanca and how they've come along. Like you, you're, just, you're still working on this new album,
3: right? Yeah, yeah. We're um, recording it slowly but surely down in Charleston um, with a friend of ours named Ryan Zimmerman. Uh, he's just a producer. We recorded that last EP yeah. with, an EP called To Tell Half Truth. And we just kind of wanted to Repeat it. We just enjoyed working with him. Go back and do it again. He's got a new space now. It's beautiful. Yeah, man. I was gonna ask just, you
0: where where where's it? Uh it's in the town. And people you gotta visit yeah, this it's, town. It's an old timey town. So
3: I'm I'm curious what part of town is it? It's pretty much right downtown. Not wow. like King Street, which is which is where you're probably like more like where like music farm and all that sure, sure. kind of stuff is, but um not far from there, like five minutes or so. Um and it's, I mean, it's on the peninsula. It's just kind of tucked away in a neighborhood. It's real unassuming. You would never know it was a music studio because you have to walk through this house to get to this back area where there's a, a separate unit that is this huge live room and uh, mixing room and vocal room. He ha- he had some investors recently who helped him put this new spot together. He was recording for years out of a like a storage unit that he – converted into like a pretty sweet little space but yeah. now he's and he made great some great records there that's where we actually recorded that last dp there um anyway well, what, what's the name of, what's the name of your buddy's studio it's called rialto row rialto
0: so yeah got still more of the uh, Espanol there
3: okay. yeah I, maybe that's why we're there
0: <laughs> <laughs> no it's cool very cool uh we got a lot of rialto over here
3: yeah uh um Okay, and so about how far along are you? Uh, We've really, we're kind of more riding it at this point. We've really been digging into...
0: Well, I asked because you just gave me two songs uh, yesterday. Yeah, we
3: recorded the first uh, couple of songs for it and have a lot in the bag, but we're kind of waiting until we have, uh like, surplus of songs sure, to sure. go back. Um, So that way we can kind of record a little more concisely and, you know, just kind of make a week in, week out of it or whatever it might be, and then uh, pick and choose from a bigger batch of songs what we want to make on the final cut. Okay. Um, this
0: tune here, Overpass, that I want to play. By the way, Tom Watson, Missing Man uh, guitar player, he had a band uh, after Slovenly called Overpass with Bobby Ho awesome. on drums. Yeah, and uh, Scott Ziegler was the bass man. And, uh, uh, I, I used to have fun with him and call him Underpants. <laughs> anyway, people, uh, you're going to hear Overpass now from uh, Dear Blanca, Brand New. And uh, at the beginning, you're going to hear Watt's voice because they <laughs> included me in on this tune, uh, writing, uh, reciting one of my poems. All right, you guys ready? Yeah. yeah. One, two, three, four. <laughs>
7: WIND HER UP AND SEE YOU LATER, TURNING LEFT AND GETTING DOWN, BARREL DOWN THE STRAIGHTAWAY, SWING AROUND, COLORED LIGHTS AND HAPPY EYES, SPEED, EXCITEMENT, HYPNOTIZE, POWER JAMMING, A HEADLONG BLOCK, LOTS OF ACTION ON THE CLOCK, WATCH THE JAMMER Dazzle YOU, A RED-WINGED BLACKER THROUGH THE RUSHES, WATCH THE BLOCKERS BUILD A WALL AND TAKE YOU DOWN, PIECE BY PIECE AROUND THE RINK, THE HUSTLE, THE FALLS, THE MUSCLED MASS MOVES IN AN ANGRY OVAL, IN THE joyous OVAL, IN THE PASSES OVAL, IN AN INSANE OVAL, now you know where you've been. you come back to the rink again. Floors shine really fine. Reflecting colored images of your badasses. When you skate, you really wind them up. Eight wheels is bitching right, moving right out at speed of light. Skate around, and what's more, passing the blockers and jammers and getting a big score. She's a motivator, roller skater, roller skater.
8: Take a look around me now as I speak. And I imagine a sinister crowd talking a lie. And I think of what I want most, and the crowd disappears. And the fixated gaze envelops my wandering mind. And then she recruits And takes me to this place I've been there before And that's where I saw her face In a sea of a hundred Dead and loving souls In a sea of a hundred sea of a hundred dead and loving souls, climbing a thousand unclimbed trees. I don't know, I want to know how it would feel to be on top of one of these.
0: Chunk of Music there, Watt Pedro Show. Uh, Dear Blanca featuring Watt with Overpass, not Underpants. Joe Brewer, Jack Brewer's cousin in Madison, Wisconsin. They're doing Roller Skater, Roller Skater. Uh, Desertion in the Arsonist Match by Nick Melavoy. Uh, Los Horrendos with Glitter Doll. Thousand Dead and Loving Souls with Chicano Batman. Great band from here, East L.A. Uh, Monsters on Vacation, that's Pete Batica. He's There's a longshoreman right there. And in fact, Pizzo, or uh, Second Man, organ Man, recorded this. Casa Hanzo. Sharks Feed at Night. Space Ragers with You Have a Boyfriend. And finally, Musclehead by Dear Blanca. Blanca, sorry. M- a musclehead. <laughs> Usually when we use that word over here, it's kind of a lame one.
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, that song is a weird one, man. We, Me and Mark... Uh, we're living together at the time, and uh-huh. the na- it was kind of it was a pretty rough part of town. Um, and the next door neighbor went by the name Musclehead and had a dog who was also named Musclehead, uh, <laughs> which is just bizarre in itself. But uh, so really, that song is kind of mostly quotes from bizarre <laughs> conversations with neighbors in this really strange neighborhood. Uh, What's it called? Kinda, Does it have a name? That neighborhood. Oh, I don't even know what I don't think it's it's kind of behind five points in Columbia. Um, um I think there is technically a name for it, like old Waverly or something like that, but it's I can't even think of it, but it's I mean it's you guys it's call right it crazy town. Five points.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh man. So the the truth be told, right? <laughs> okay. Yep, yep, okay. yep. Truth be told. So that's Musclehead, and this is coming out of the new batch for the new album. Do you got a title for the album yet?
3: Um, No, I don't. Actually, so uh, that Musclehead track, I was going to send you another new one we were working on, but I decided to stew on it. That Musclehead song is off of our first record, so I kind of threw you for a curveball there. Oh, it ain't new. Yeah, that's a, that's... Fact, oh, for, when we're still a two piece. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, there's people
0: on the new stuff that wasn't even playing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that.
3: No, that's so you, good, uh, man. It's hard to know. It's hard to know. Yeah. It sounds pretty full. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. There's like, a, you know, all kinds of. And that's your buddy in uh, Charlotte, right? Mm hmm. Yep. Yeah. He, he kind of plays, I think he plays a little bit of piano on that song and a few little textural things throughout it. Now, what about, uh, Dylan, what do people want to learn about Dear Blanca on the internet? How can they find out? Oh, man. Well, we're, uh, you can find us on like Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, just Dear Blanca. Um, keep up with us. For, do you have your own website? Uh, yeah, it's just
0: DearBlanca.com. Okay, that's D E A R B L A N C A dot com, people. Yeah, I urge everybody to do it because it's kind of like having your own fanzine, you know?
3: Yeah, I appreciate it you letting, them, letting them know me. how to find it, man.
0: Okay, and uh, uh, what about when you get this baby done? Are you going to tour?
3: Definitely, man. We uh, we you know when I was out in California in May when you, the two of us ran into each other, uh, we were out there shooting a music video for that right. Overpass song. Um, the stars. There's a TV show that we grew up on called Even Stevens. From the Disney Channel, and there's a um, there's a guy who was an actor on that show named Stephen a- Stephen Anthony Lawrence, and he's kind of popped into a couple of our music videos now. So we went out there and shot with him and my buddy Adam, who's a director out there, and uh, so we're gonna eventually, you know, put this this record out in the world when it's ready and gig a whole bunch. We just bought ourselves a, a new van, getting oh, some wow. miles on it, which has been good. Yeah, um, staying busy.
0: What kind of van?
3: Oh man, this is a Chevy Uplander 2005. Okay, same year as my
0: Econo line. They stopped making Econo lines. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm kind of in
3: love with the minivan life.
0: Uh, the summer of 2014 were the last Econo lines. Have, Ford now has this thing called the Transit. Uh,
3: yeah, they've been the sell-
0: oh, They've been selling Transits in Europe a long time, but now there's a US version. But no more Econo line. God, I just love the name. Dylan, it's been such an honor to have you uh, on board of the show. Thank you so much. Look, look, uh, young people
3: ask you for advice. What would you tell them about this music shit? Oh, man. I think, uh, you know, I would just kind of preach the same gospel that I think uh, some of the, the philosophy behind your early projects were. It's just, there's nothing like just doing it. You know, you can't, there's no perfect time. There's no perfect gear, no perfect approach. Just kind of got to, Dive in and pursue what you want to do. Pursue yeah. your creative pursuits and ride it out and have a good time along the way. Well,
0: like your pop said, like his ma said, your grandmother. So, that did. Yeah, man. That, I think it's great just, advice. And again, thank you so for much for being on the show. It's beautiful. And keep on keeping on. Keep that keel in the water, but just keep pushing. When you guys come out here, I want to come see you. Uh, it's been yeah, the man, October 17th, 2018 edition of the Wat for Pedro Show. Special guest, Dylan Dickerson. Keep your powder dry.